are the content rebels. We've got zero time for busy work that masquerades as marketing, and we're done with losing the impact of our big message just to satisfy some SEO or social media algorithm rules. This is a show about marketing for established soloish entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships with clients online. Join me each week as we make your content work for you. Hey, hey, friends. Today, we're going to be talking about a different kind of consistency in our content. Yeah, it's still about content, but I have Angela Foster on the show today, and we're going to be talking primarily about how to put content consistency together from the visual perspective. After 20 years as an executive in the fashion and beauty space, Angela Foster now helps high-achieving petite women, just for the record, yes, that's me, (laughs) feel more confident by creating a closet they love. Her clients show up prepared and confident to brand photo shoots, keynote presentations, and everyday life because they enjoy a wardrobe filled with clothes that fit their height, flatter their body shape, and that they love to wear. Now, that's Angela's official bio if you can't tell. I want to point out, we're not just talking about how to choose clothes. Because when it comes to showing up in content, and particularly in video type content, there are ways to do it where you don't feel like you have to do all of this work before you can even start creating content. And that was why I was so excited to have her on the show. I'm not going to tease anymore. Let's hop into the interview. Angela, welcome to the No Like and Dress Show. Brittany, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation for weeks now. I know, right? It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny when you connect with people mostly online, right? And you, you go back and forth. You're like, well, what if we could do this? And then, yes. well, what if we added that? And uh-huh. And then, yeah, weeks of looking forward to it. And now we're here and we get to get to share all of that planning with everybody else. Absolutely. So I am really interested in diving into the conversation, but we got to frame it up a little bit first. And to do that, a petite style coach. Let's give like the, the soundbite version of what that means exactly. <laughs> oh, 100%. So petite is 5'4 and under, which is 44% of the U.S. population. Um, So that's the first thing. I work with executives, entrepreneurs, high achieving who either A, don't like to shop or B, don't have the time to shop. And I help them put together a wardrobe that represents either their personal or their business brand. So it's a little bit different than uh, like a personal shopper at Bloomingdale's where you would go in and all they would gather is from their particular retailer. So we have a lot more access obviously to different brands and different retailers and all of that. And then in in addition, you know, the whole petite and knowing how to dress and all of that can get so funny because nobody ever really teaches us how to dress for our body shape or anything like that. Like we graduate from college, we get a credit card, we need five outfits because we start our new job on Monday and we just go out and buy whatever. And so then we end up with a lot of like a closet full of nothing, like How many times have you said, I have nothing to wear? So I try to teach my clients how to shop and what looks great on them so that when I'm not around, they can shop for themselves. So I love that. And I've worked, you know, as a former photographer, I've worked with people in this field in the past. Um, But I still find myself as, as an entrepreneur who's, you know, at this point, more like, more or less just bust up, right? On camera and, and things like, what can I wear that's, that's one, comfortable for me to, yes, sit in my office chair, fancy and expensive, though it may be, you right. know, super but, fancy. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, but comfortable to go from here. And then just because of my unique, you know, life 
case use situation. You know, I'm homeschooling my kids. I'm often running around to, you know, an OT appointment, to swim lessons. And then I'm coming home and I'm working for an hour and a half while I have a pocket of time. And then I'm going and, well, you know, we're in like food preservation mode over here right now. So then I'm going to can some pear sauce and applesauce. And I don't want to get my nice fancy clothes all messy and the apron only covers so much. And like, I'm totally stream of consciousing here. But how... How does that change the conversation? Because most of the people listening to the show, even if they're not canning or running out to collect their chicken's eggs, <laughs> they're probably not just sitting at their office desk the whole day, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Brittany, and I would have to say 100% of my clients experience the same thing, no matter if whether it's you know the food thing or kid thing or whatever. It used to be so easy because we would go to work and we would have a section of our closet that was just for work clothes. And so on Monday morning when we were getting dressed, we would know exactly where to go and we would know it would be appropriate. But now, especially like you and I and your listeners and my clients and all of that, work has become different buckets, right? It's a, I'm filming a video, so I have to represent my brand. I am going, this is my like social media week. So I'm doing a lot of selfies and a lot of behind the scenes things and all of that. And then all the other stuff that we have to do just to keep life going. So when I talk to my clients about this, my biggest takeaway is instead of looking at it as one big section of your closet, being these are my work clothes, look at it as what are the different buckets that your life requires now, whatever those are, and focus on one of those at a time. And it makes it so much easier. I mean, there are absolutely things like for you, when you're in your office, you want to look nice, but you want to be comfortable. So then let's talk about material. Like, you know, you're not going to wear like starched, heavy cotton. It's too restrictive. It wrinkles too much and all of that. So, but we break it down that way and it makes it so much easier because instead of being one overwhelming section, it's like little buckets. And if you're on video two times a week or two Two days a week, you only need two or three, four outfits. It makes it easy. It's just breaking it down like that. Yeah, no, I like the bucket idea because I mean I talk about content in terms of buckets too. Like, like which bucket does this fall into? And if it was gonna spill over, which bucket would it spill over into, right? You know? So makes total sense. So I have another question. And of course, this is like me personal, like digging into the curiosity here. When you're talking about like two to four outfits, right? Do you have, I mean, if you're on video, right? We're doing videos pretty often, most of us at this point. Yes, yes. Is it okay if people only see us in two outfits? Is that all right? Okay, so I think that is dependent on your niche. For me, I feel like I have to change. Even if it is a, con- like if it's a content batching day, As a style coach, I feel like I don't want them to see me in the same outfit all the time, even if I just have to mix up like the jacket or the sweater I have on or the earrings or the accessories or whatever. Um, But for you, when it's, when you're talking about, you know, visibility and all of that, I mean, you look great, who cares? And not only that, I think the majority of people, they don't even pay attention to what you have on. Do you know what I mean? They're like focused on what you're saying. So yes. So I mean, it's for us. But yeah, I think it just depends on the the niche. And I would say 99% of the niches, unless you're a petite style coach, you could probably wear the same outfit all the time and nobody would even notice. But you can switch it up like earrings or wear a different lipstick or do your hair a little different way or something like that. Just if you feel like, wow, I look the same in every video I've done in the last month. 
I've got like two looks to my videos. I've got more or less what I'm doing right now. I'm wearing some makeup, maybe not a full face, but like some makeup and I put earrings on and this is like the Britney trying look. And then there's <laughs> the what I pulled last week, which so I was sick. I had like a sinus infection all last week. And, uh, you know, I still had to do a couple things where my face showed up and I just rolled with it. Yes, I'm not wearing any makeup. Yes, I'm definitely sitting on my couch with a blanket pulled up all over me. And I'd just be like, hey, y'all. So this is where I'm at right now. And you know what? I, for me, this works, right? I, I talk about how we show up consistently, even if it's not perfection, you know, mastery over perfection, right? Yes. And I'd love to hear your take from a style perspective, right? Like, there is the idea that I have a couple like go-to outfits for my filming days. And I love that. I love knowing that I've got kind of like that decision made. It takes that analysis paralysis out of the picture, right? But what's your take on this? Like, how much does it detract from your brand, if you will, to just be like, I'm not trying today and I'm still showing up? That right there, what you had said, it just plays so perfectly into what you tell us every week when you show up. Do you know what I mean? It's that it is like, I'm here because this is what I tell you to do and this is what I'm doing, right? So I think it works completely. I think that's the big deal. Like, and and you talk about it too, when you speak about like, oh, there are those like, the, I can't remember what all you call them, but like there's the girl next door who's like, oh, yeah, girl, yeah. you can do it. I'm, you know what I mean? That type of thing. It has to make sense for you and what your business is and what feels comfortable for you, right? Like I see all these girls and they're like, oh, look how authentic she is. She just got out of hot yoga and you can still see the beads of sweat. Like, okay, that's great. And I applaud them for their self-confidence. That's not me. Like I'm not going to show up after my hot yoga class. So I think so much of what you speak to about being visible and all of that, it comes from confidence. And if you're okay being sweaty and in your car after a yoga class, go for it. You know what I mean? If you're not, then don't do it because it won't come across that way anyways. When I'm talking to my clients about showing up as their brand, there's a couple of things because we both know, everybody listening knows, it is incredibly noisy out there. And once you figure out what it is that's going to make you stand out, then you just need to stick with it. So for example, if you have those two outfits and you're okay doing a video on the couch or, you know, so-and-so is okay doing it after yoga, that's terrific. But try to come up with what your signature is. And the way I look at it is this. So, you know, they used to say, I have to see something five, seven times before I recognize it or whatever. And now it's 23,000 times and I still don't remember the girl's (laughs) name. I don't know. But we look at it, we say, okay, so for example, and I'm just going to use a client that I have as an example. So she is absolutely amazing. She's an interior decorator. She's incredibly visible. She has one of those deals where she's doing like quick little reels when she's on site, doing an install, or she'll be in client meetings and that type of thing. So we sat down when we were first talking about like how she can show up and represent her brand. And we said, okay, so you're in all of these different situations. What's going to be your signature? What's going to be that thing that I start to, before I ever remember your name, that I start to recognize you by just because every time I see her, it doesn't matter where she's at, she has on a scarf or she has on an amazing pair of earrings, or she has a great ring on or whatever. What is it going to be? And it has to make sense with the job because it can't get in the way. It has to be comfortable and you have to like it because you want to show up with whatever your signature is 
every single time you're being visible and representing your brand. Because we were talking about it before, we're competing against companies who have a lot more money than we do, have a lot more resources, have tons of time to spend on social media and tons of money. We have to stand out and that is one of the best and easiest ways we can do it. So I always encourage my clients, pick a signature and then really make a point of doing it every time you're visible. So, you know, the, the thing about this is, and, and this is something I actually personally struggle with, even though I am confident and I can show up looking pretty much like crap, honestly, I'll still show up, I'm cool with it. But how we show up on, you know, um, selfie camera, you know, it's, and this is, this is not necessarily even like a petite woman specific thing. I think this is probably a universal thing to anybody who's showing up off the cuff and not like in studio level video lighting and, you know, all of this, right? We're, we're, we're holding the camera on our hand and our phone, you know, if we're doing, you know, like an Instagram story or a live type thing, or we're sitting in front of, you know, some camera that's mounted to the top of our laptop screen. <laughs> and it's like doing, you know, if you were actually watching the video recording of this, it's doing what we're doing right now. Like you can see just above my bust, my full head and, you know, a square around it. Right. And one of the things I struggle with is, a lot of these style things that I like for in-person things are clean lines, but maybe like geometric things, things that have like, you know, a gather at the waist or, you know, a, a, a nipped in area here, but that's not going to show up. It's really, you know, maybe it's a really unique, um, you know, blouse or sweater, right? It's not going to show up on the way I show up on camera. So if that is my personal style, shall we call it? It's not translating to what I'm doing for business. So, so how do we do this? I mean, I do have a very extensive collection of earrings, but I don't want to be just the girl that shows up with fun earrings. I, I like my clean lines. I like my kind of like modern take on geometric, but like pattern free and solids. And it's not translating though. Like, how do I do that? So Brittany, first of all, let me give you a huge shout out because everything that you said is so perfect for short girls, clean lines and nipped. So brilliant, brilliant job on how you're showing up in person. So let's think about this. Like if I said, uh, Mel Robbins, what would you think of just from an appearance standpoint? Blazer. Okay. <laughs> or I, I don't even know if I'm right there. It's just what popped into my head right away. <laughs> no, that's. No, that's good. Um, so when I see her, every time I see her, she has on big black glasses and they're usually pretty square and oversized and all of that. So, and again, I mean, I'm in, I'm in tune to that. So that's why that's the thing that I notice. Or if I say Anna Wintour, typically what women would pick up about her appearance is her really geometric bob and her dark oversized sunglasses. You can look at Gwen Stefani and as many things as she's done differently throughout the 30 years or whatever, her platinum blonde hair has pretty much stayed the same. So three women, very different, you know, personalities and all of that. So you can keep the party on top. You just have to figure out what it is that you're going to feel comfortable and like enough to do it for a long-term period. You don't wear glasses I mean, I've never seen you in glasses, so. Correct, yes. <laughs> okay, so glasses are probably not going to work for you. You might be onto something with the earrings. It doesn't always have to be that way. You could do, you know, like 
because you do see the neckline, you could do like some kind of fun necklace, something like that. You could do something different with your hair. I mean, we've all seen a thousand girls with pink hair on Instagram and LinkedIn and all that lately. So, but yeah, you just have to figure out what it is that you're going to like enough to hang with it. And that is a very strong signature. Even, even before I know your name or I remember you or anything like that, I'm going to be like, oh, the girl with. You know, and that the memorability piece to me is so important, right? The the things I've been saying about about content that are not image related directly translate to what you are talking about right now with image, right? So I'm saying, you know, give your client a quick win so that they start associating that win with the memory of you. Now, like you said earlier, very noisy world. Yes. yes. If they can't remember your name and they, they know that this one person on LinkedIn gave them this little tip that just changed the way that they like approached a whole issue that they'd been struggling with for six months. Mm -hmm. And all they remember is, you know, the girl with the big chunky glasses or the girl who always wears, you know, her red hair and a ponytail or the girl who always has a statement necklace, right? Mm -hmm. Or always wears red or... Yeah, yeah. But it at least gives them a way to spot that person in the future. And I like that, you know, um... The whole thing that we present out there matters. I like that you're giving us like real reasons to kind of bolster up that idea, but it does not detract from your message if people can't remember your name. Your message is out there. It is helping people. And if they can't remember your name right away and they remember something that they associate with you and they pick it out later, you become like a double down memory at that point. Because once they find you again, you're like, oh, the girl with the necklace is Brittany Gardner. Right. And just think about that. So all of your competition, it's going to take them, I mean, we were kidding earlier, like how many times it takes them to remember your name, but if it takes them 23 times of seeing you every day, showing up consistently to remember your name, your competition, who's not putting that effort in, how many times would somebody have to see them before they remembered their name? And then even so, you'd still be like, well, she looks different every time I see her. So I don't know. Was that the girl that said that really great thing about the, I don't know what, you know what I mean? So we just, I feel like it's such a challenging business environment. I mean, no more so than it's ever been, but it's just challenge. I mean, like, you know, we all are doing everything that we can. So having said that, any little step up that you can give yourself to stand out and, you know, build that no like, and trust factor, but why not use it? No, I love that. And I'm really thinking now about some of the people that I've been following on LinkedIn lately. And they're not all women. Some of them are are men. And to be fair, I think it's a lot easier for we women to stand out visually than men because they're all showing up in a black t-shirt. And, you know, there's only so much that they're doing with their hair, realistically, right? So, I mean, they could. They definitely could do more. They they, they absolutely could put more effort in, 100%. But I'm thinking about it, even some of the men that I think probably have very generic appearances, the ones that I am visualizing right now, they have strong profile pictures that are good. I mean, they're good quality, but they, you know, they're showing contrast in an area. And like one of them that I'm thinking about, I don't remember his name exactly, but he definitely has a strong like purple cast to the photo. And I'm like, there's ways to show up with your image that don't involve having to choose a necklace every day. 
No, absolutely. And that's such a good point. There's a guy, it's funny that you should say that because he's on LinkedIn too. And I can't remember what he does, but it's some sort of a social media and it's not, it might be LinkedIn. It might be some, it doesn't matter, but, but he's in a pink suit and it's not like a baby pink suit, but it's like a magenta, really bold, strong pink suit every time you see him on video and, or in pictures or anything like that. And can I tell you, I had to follow him. I was like, dude has a strong signature. So it can be a color too. You know, I mean, colors can be fun. The one thing that I'll say about that, not to totally digress, but I think, especially when I start working with new clients and we're talking about dressing your brand and being visible and all of that, they'll be like, oh, well, my logo colors are, I don't know, blue and yellow. And so I'm just going to wear blue and yellow all the time. So, and the analogy that I always, and it's a good place to start. Don't get me wrong. Like if you're just starting to like expanding your visibility, then I think that's a perfect place to start. However, it's it's not enough and we have to keep, like we have to take it a little bit further. If you imagine the same exact woman and she walks into a room and she has on a black tailored suit and whatever, nondescript blouse underneath it with very plain black pumps, she's sending one message. If that same exact woman walked into a room and she had on, a, say, a black moto jacket and black skinny jeans and badass boots. She's going to send a very different message than the other woman is. And neither one of them are bad or wrong or anything like that, but it needs to go beyond color when you're dressing your brand. I love that. Um, you know, I go back to the, the the clean lines with like, you know, a gather here, a nip there, right? I really find myself just, and maybe it's my age, maybe it's where I've come to in life, right? Attracted to those very clean lines and simple silhouettes and it's, it's, you know, you, you gave me a, a lovely compliment earlier saying that that's so great for petite. And like, I wish I could tell you that's why I chose it. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what though? I'm not sure I believe that because when women have, and men too, but when you have that eye for design, which you do, it's in color. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you do it subconsciously and you don't even realize it. That happens a ton of times with my clients. They'll be like, oh my God, I was doing that and I didn't even know it was right. I'm like, yes. See, you just like, you know, you're savvy. You probably, if you, even if it wasn't a conscious decision, you knew what you were doing. Well, I appreciate the double compliment now. So <laughs> thank you. I'll, you know, pat myself on the back over here. Would you please? <laughs> but no, I, I, I like knowing some of the things that you've said that, you know, I can incorporate what I'm already doing and just push it just a little bit further and use that to bolster the memorability of the content that I am producing and that, you know, all of our listeners can do the same, that there are easy ways for us to not make our life more difficult and still be aware of what we've been talking about here. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Oh, Angela, thank you so much. Like this has been you know, I didn't realize I needed a Monday morning pick-me-up, but apparently I got myself a Monday morning pick-me-up and I'm kind of cool with that. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I want you to send me selfies all this week and show me what you've done. I'm excited to see what, what you decide your signature is going to be. If I don't, you have permission to bug me. These are the kinds of things I tend to forget. And I was going to say you're all about action and accountability. So yes, I'll be your accountability coach in style. All right. <laughs> Well, Angela, I'm going to include links to, you know, all of your, your stuff in the show notes and everything. Do you have anything that you want people to opt into? I do. I have a free gift and it's brand new just for your listeners. And it ties into the topic, 
but it's how to make a brilliant first impression. And it's a crash course. So it's a couple of worksheets and a fun video. And it's just so incredibly helpful when you're taking those, like when you like turn up the dial on being aware of dressing and representing your brand for visibility. Easy things we can do. So I'm super excited. Yes, I would love it if they would come visit me over at AngelaStyleCoach.com forward slash Brittany, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Just in case anybody thought it was two T's, it is not. It's just one. Oh my gosh. You, well, first of all, thanks for the link. I appreciate it. But like you just touched on the memorability thing that I wish people would pick up on. It is crazy to me that my domain name includes BrittanyGardner.com and I still get things addressed to, you know, Brittany or Brittany with two T's or somehow I got an I at the end, like an IY one time. Like I, I don't even understand. On the bright side, because I, I completely hear you, I got an email, I don't even think it had my name on it, but it was about, you know, like if I wanted to buy leather for belts. And I was like, as soon as I become a leather smith, 100%, I will do that from you. But, but I just think all of that carelessness makes those of us that put that extra effort in stand out so much more, which is amazing, because I'd rather be part of the 20% than the 80% that... Detail gloss over, yes. Yes. <laughs> That was a nice way of putting it. Yep. Oh my gosh. I love how you just wrapped that up there. I thank you. This has been awesome. No, thank you. I'm a huge fan of your show. And so thank you for what you do for all of us. So we appreciate it. All right. Once again, thank you so much, Angela. I obviously got a lot from that conversation. And, you know, I think if you're a man listening to the show, or if you're a very tall woman listening to the show, there's still a lot of things that we could take away. This isn't necessarily one-size-fits-all advice, pun intended, of course, but it is advice that can be used and picked apart and put back together in a way that makes you approach content in an easier way. And that's our goal, right? If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams. And we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting again, this same great information out there and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you guys in a couple weeks.